Welcome back to EDU Talks Canada. In this second episode, we're taking a closer look at the educational landscape in Sudbury, Canada. Join us as we delve into the diverse opportunities available for students in this vibrant city. From academic programs to extracurricular activities, we'll explore it all and provide valuable insights into navigating the educational journey in Sudbury. Whether you're a prospective student, current student, or simply curious about educational opportunities in Canada, you won't want to miss this insightful discussion. Tune in and explore the educational landscape of Sudbury with your host, Achuth Kezavan. Hi, Marlon. Thank you so much for joining us today. I would like our listeners to know that we have Marlon here today, Marlon Hernandez, is that correct? <laughs> yes, correct. That's my name, Achit. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Marlon, for joining EduTalks Canada. And uh, it's a very um, special feeling to have you here because I remember meeting you at uh, Sheridan College in Toronto maybe two years ago for a summit. And uh, yes. I think the first experience that we had together was me trying to find your or me trying to find you and your colleague because your cars or your car was beeping uh, or the battery was on. <laughs> and I was trying to find whose car is this? And uh, then, of course, I met your colleague and we went together to turn off the car, etc. So that's okay, where yeah. I think I first met you. And it was it was quite a brief meeting, I want to say, uh, because given your position, you're a busy person. And um, would you like to tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, um, your current position, what you're doing, etc.? Okay. For, first of all, thank you, Ashut, for this opportunity. I think it's nice to know that other colleagues in the industry and the educational sector are thinking about how to share more information about the sector per se. And thank you for that. I think it's a great opportunity. Excellent idea, by the way, for the record. Um, and first of all, my name is Marlon Hernandez. I, I was uh, born in Honduras, Latin America. And eventually I went to study in the United States. I Then I went back to Honduras and I worked in Honduras uh, for about 20 years or so. Then eventually I came to Canada as a Canadian resident in 2009. I, I worked in a small college in Toronto for, I would say, for less than a year and eventually worked with a telephone company in, 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 in Toronto. And uh, finally an opportunity came uh, to work in Cambrian College about 10 years ago. Ever since I've been working with the international education sector, and I think has been a wonderful time for me. Uh, I've grown professionally and as a person too. I love what I do, and I think uh, like you, you know, helping others to make their dream true is part of the what we do. And uh, as a reference, I I also worked uh, as a teacher uh, and as a professor in the university back there in Honduras too. So um, I have that experience too in the educational sectors in, in sector in Honduras too, and I'm I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to share what, uh, what the little things I know, and and I'm 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 just hoping to learn more about this too. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're underselling yourself, Marlon. That the little things that you know, you know a lot, <laughs> right? Uh, because um, 
you know, you have that uh, North American, Latin American experience, education, and you have currently, I think you're um, in recruitment uh, at yes, uh, Cambrian I College. Recruitment. I'm the manager of recruitment for international students for Americas, the Americas, Latin America, South America, Caribbean, Europe, and Africa. Wow, that's a wide region. Um, could you let our listeners know a little bit about um, maybe the differences or maybe the challenges that you face when you are recruiting for, I mean, I'm I'm painting a very broad brush by saying Latin America. I know even within Latin America, you will find with the multiple countries, cultural differences, languages, etc., etc., and so many needs and requirements individually for individual countries, right? But let's start with a broad brush and say, okay, for Latin America, this is kind of what we have to keep an eye out generally for Europe, for Africa. So what, what are the differences do you think you see? Well, and well, thank you for asking that question. I think well, one of the challenges in Latin America is like uh, the English level is not necessarily there. Uh, in Latin America, most of the Latin American countries were conquered by Spain and or Portugal. And then basically the language that we speak in, in Latin American Spanish or Port Portuguese and uh, English level is not over there like a more 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 realistically open for us to come to study in Canada or the United States. Um, oh, it's a little bit different in the Caribbean. In the Caribbean, you have a lot of islands that speak uh, English. So the biggest challenge in Latin America is, is, the, is the English level because it's not there. Other challenge in Latin America that you don't see in, in all the regions is that um, most of the Latinos, they want to study in the United States. Ah, okay. Now, There's why is appetite. that? Why is oh, United... Is I, it I the think proximity? it's a cultural thing. Okay. For vicinity, yes, but it's a cultural thing. You know what? Uh, if in Latin America, well, we celebrate Christmas the same way the, the United States people celebrate, and not exactly the same way, but very similar um, there's a lot of activities in, in Latin America that the, you will notice that is very similar. Chances are, and you know, Super Bowl was last night. Uh, chances are, a couple nights from 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 today, I guess. And and chances are, many people in Latin America watch the 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 Super Bowl, <laughs> even though they don't <laughs> really <laughs> like football the way they love love <laughs> soccer or, um, um, or um, well, the football, I, the real I, I football. I call it football. <laughs> yeah, we, but the, what we call it football. Yes, yes. Uh, and um, but then again, there's a many many uh, American influence in in in, yeah. in in Latin America. And uh, that, that's, by the way, that's an, one difference between Latin America and in, in Africa, right? In Africa, yeah. you will notice that English is there, even though some of them speak French. Yes. And secondly, many African uh, uh, African people or students, they see England as the option, right? They see yes. in, in Great Britain as, okay, I want to study in in England, it, I want to study in the UK, yeah, right? Just a bit of a sidebar about that. Uh, I know that UK uh, has also implemented, and now we are heading to our immigration hat. Uh, I know they have implemented certain, um, let's say, roadblocks uh, in terms of um, new students arriving in Canada. I mean, sorry, my apologies. New students arriving to UK, and there are certain... Um, uh, 
well yeah there challenges. are challenges yes very good <laughs> certain challenges that new students are going to face because i have a personal example as well um uh, a, a distant cousin or a relative of mine decided to study in uk but could not uh could not have their spouse come with them so uh, do you see any other challenges in uk for african or students from africa either english speaking africa let's say um uh, and because of that they would opt into canada even though uh the last episode i was talking to my colleague olga uh and we had briefly touched upon the new challenges that we are facing as well and i didn't want to make <laughs> the first episode about those challenges at all and uh, again i don't want to make it only about immigration but then you know we kind of touch upon immigration always because that at present that's kind of the biggest hindrance when it comes to sure. recruitment i guess right but coming back to the question about england um i'm not an expert in england so i i'm yeah, yeah, completely no, I wrong yeah. but uh something that i can see uh, when i talk to students from from sort of from uh from africa is that they mention the brexit here and there uh the moment they the brexit appear in the in the history then a lot of a lot of uh, uh there's a lot of sentiment anti immigrant in, in in some mm. some countries not only by the way not only in england no other countries yeah. too and, and and but then the fact that they have this uh, conversation about leaving europe because of the immigration because if you notice brexit is based on immigration right yeah so um, and some people they say no you know what I, i don't want to move to a place where there is no they are not open for me so yeah. they start looking for other options like and and the options uh, uh we have to admit that the most important place or the more attractive place for many people are is the united states yeah. the he is is the number one place where everybody wants to go yeah. uh, either to visit to study or to work or to live or whatever it is right so, mm-hmm. and yet uh with the new model uh, that other countries are 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 appearing more appealing to the market that's why we Canada is one of those countries uh Australia uh, in this particular case England that we're talking about but then yeah. Brexit came in and yeah. then a student from Africa said you know what mm, I don't think so I would rather go to a place where that I feel welcome and that is the option for them that's why some of them are coming to to Canada now Yeah unfortunately I mean uh, the british weather is uh, you can say it's uh, uh damp and cloudy but yeah. i think i've been com- to england uh, three or four times and yeah yeah, yeah and but comparatively better than being cold and uh, stuck in knee deep of snow um yeah, so well, i'm sure you have to- <laughs> i'm sure you have your students complaining about oh it's so cold and a lot of snow here you know so that kind of presents a different type of uh challenge but i know a lot of people are excited of seeing snow for the first time that's the other yeah, thing yeah of course right? and, and now that you mentioned the snow as that's part of the we have to own it right canada has has a snow yeah. and that's it uh but you know it's funny that uh the moment students come and they start okay this is the first snow they like it and then they start they start disliking the snow of course and eventually <laughs> they get used to it eventually yeah, yeah. they get used to it they then they learn how to handle the snow Yeah and, yeah and they they true. embrace it like okay this time we're going to go skiing snowboarding ice fishing or 
they'll do things with the snow eventually. And yeah. well, I think it's part of, of life. Um, people enjoy it. So I, I'm, I'm like, oh, unlike anything, some people don't like it at all. So, yeah. but in general terms, I think that most of the students, they, they embrace the, the, the snow and the cold weather and eventually they, they'll never have to navigate in that. Yeah. And um, sorry, I'm just coming back to an earlier point that you mentioned about Latin America and the level of English, right? Now, generally, um, what I see sitting in Toronto. So again, I want to convey to our listeners that uh, Marlon is with Cambrian College, which is situated in Sudbury. Um, yeah. I would say maybe four hours north. Four hours. Four hours of, driving, yes. Yeah, from Toronto. Um, so in 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 Toronto, at least the place where I work, what I see is generally students going, and Latin American students are part of that as well. They go to an English language program in a private school and then come to uh, come to our college. But is it the same scenario for you? Do you see that transition of Latin American students going to study English language at a private institute coming to you? Or do, I, I'm sure you also in Cambrian will have uh, English as a second language program. Yeah, right? we have actually, actually we have three levels of students. We have students who, who come to study at Cambrian College English. Yeah. Then we have students who come to a private school in, in either in Toronto or any place in, on the world. And then eventually they come to us. Yeah. And we have students who come from bilingual schools in Latin America, meaning that those, those are the students who happen to have a little bit more resources, resources and they study in, in, schools that they learn uh, everything in English since they are kids. So when they come here, the English level is higher. Um, that, that, is, that is something important to mention, by the way. Yeah, and in my short experience, um, I don't have the level of experience you have, Marlet. So <laughs> it's, it's actually a steal to have you <laughs> as a guest here today because... It's such a treasure trove of experience that you have, and I'm I'm really thankful again for you. You know, you took no, the initiative and <laughs> you reached out to me and saying, "Hey, I'm I, I want to do this," you know, and that's amazing. You know, <laughs> it's very nice to have that feeling from someone as experienced as you, right? Um. So, in your experience, um, in terms of students looking to study in Canada. I know you wanted to touch a little bit upon the city of Sudbury and what are the advantages of Sudbury? What is the advantages of Cambrian? And I, I don't mind the shameless marketing that I'll do for you <laughs> as well. <laughs> if you want to call it that, uh, I, I, you know, not the term I use. I know it's a, it's, it's a terminology we use, but, uh, you know, you are a great colleague, uh, and a friend and I, I, I have no hesitation in doing that. So go ahead. Uh, tell us a bit about Sudbury, Cambrian, etc. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, thank you for opening the door for Cambrian College and Sudbury pretty much. Um, Sudbury is a city with 167,000 people. Um, most of the 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 audience all over the world will think, "Oh, that's a small city," which is okay. And but 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 then again, if you want to think about a big city, don't worry because uh, Sudbury is uh, uh, pretty much twice as big as Sao Paulo, Brazil, 
twice as big as um, um, Bogota, Colombia. Wow. 2.4 times bigger than Mexico City and 22 times bigger than Tegucigalpa, Honduras. So wow. we're talking about a big city in terms of land. Mm. And yet we need people. Yeah. So <laughs> that explains why immigrants in Canada and Ontario, they are open to, to promote uh, communities and people come to, to Sudbury, right? Yeah. Sudbury has uh, some options that uh, they're open for, for students or for uh, uh, professionals. Because uh, Sudbury is uh, it's a city is a little bit, uh, I would say, more affordable than, than big cities. And by the of way, course. that is not an invention of, uh, of, of Sudbury. <laughs> that happens everywhere in the world. If you yeah. go, to, if you go to, to England, chances are London is more expensive than other cities in, 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 in England, right? Uh, Absolutely. If, yeah. you go to, if you go to United States, chances are New York is more expensive than any, any other small city somewhere else. So yeah. same happening here, right? If you go on a city like Sudbury, well, your life is going to be less complicated in terms of, of money. The the quality of your life is going to be a little bit I mean, more casual because it's less stress in terms of driving, commuting yes. is easier. Uh, even car insurance is cheaper. Like, uh, <laughs> That's you, true. You will see car insurance if you buy a car. And then you, and when you move from Toronto to Sudbury, you see, wow, all this money... I've been paying three <laughs> times more in, in, in Toronto. Just, just, yeah, just, just to get yeah, it's don't, an option, don't right? Don't remind me, Marlon. <laughs> <laughs> but then again, there are other things to do in Sudbury. Like, um, uh, even though this is a, a, a small city, it has all these benefits of, of uh, I would say, a medium-sized city when you can have many activities about uh, hockey, uh, um, uh, basketball games, or... or you can see you can go and skating and, and skiing and, and paintball and, and and there's so many things to do yeah. that they can enjoy the moment in here. The other good thing about community, I want to go back to community, is that you can be in any place in the city about between 15 to no more than 30 minutes. So yeah. if you are late in Sudbury, it's because you want to be late. <laughs> You don't have a choice. Eh? <laughs> no, you have to. You have, but in, let's say in Toronto, you can say, oh, there was a the traffic, traffic jam or whatever. <laughs> and people will believe you, right? Because yeah. it, is, it, is, it is like that, right? Yeah, so it's kind of the community in, in the big cities like not only Toronto, Houston, Houston, Texas, New York, yeah. Miami, um, Vancouver, Washington City, Washington DC. Big cities are, are complicated per se just because yeah. there are so many people around there. Well, another thing about Sudbury that maybe you, you, you don't know is that Sudbury is the third largest francophone community outside of Quebec. Mm, okay, yeah, that's, a, that's interesting. I did not know that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, one out of four people speak French in the city. Ah, so that allows and, and you even to though, open up to the French-speaking markets. Yes, yes, uh, that, that's another option for them. And, and, and the thing is that even though anybody can say, well, French is spoken all over Canada. Yes, it is spoken all over Canada, but not in the same intensity. Yeah. So in Sudbury, it's, it's, it's very clear. And in fact, yeah, today I was walking in, in Cameron College and I, and I heard a couple of students from Cameron College speaking in French. <laughs> like, a, like a picture two people speaking in French in, in front of you and you think, well, maybe I'm in Paris, maybe I'm in Quebec. No, you're in Sudbury. And, yeah, and, wow. and, and, and you see it every day yeah. and, and, and you can see that multiculturalism and then the languages is there, right? 
Yeah, yeah. We have um, you know, other sport, uh, important things like healthcare. Uh, the, the hospital is a beautiful hospital in here. Yes. Uh, Northern hospital is nice. It's big. It's bigger than some other co- uh, hospitals in, 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 in Toronto. No, maybe it's not the, it's not bigger than big, co- big hospital in Toronto, but still yeah. it's, it's attractive. Um, but perhaps the most important thing about Sudbury is that we are the capital of the mining of the war in terms of nickel. True. Yes. So we have. I have, uh, I have been to that museum, the nickel museum. <laughs> oh yeah, how do you? Oh, <laughs> nice, nice. Oh, this is a very nice experience, right? Uh, yes, it we, is. It this is. city is so around uh, mining that we have more than three hundred companies related to mining. Wow. We have nine operating miners companies here. We have two miles. And uh, we have one nickel refinery, and we have uh, fourteen thousand employed in mining, supply, and service sectors. We have wow. a lot of people working in mining. And, wow! And before we get into some mining stuff, it's yeah. important to mention that uh, back in the seventies, somebody was only dedicated to mining. Mm-hmm. But now, mm-hmm. but now. Sudbury, we do have more things like uh, we are not we are not only mining. Yeah. Yes, we have a lot of mining products or services. Yeah. But we are a little bit more diversified than before. Got it. So mm-hmm. what happened back in the seventies when I talked to the taxi drivers or the I mean the senior people in the city, they mentioned oh back in the seventies something happened and then mining companies start closing operations and then the mm-hmm. city had a big 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 trouble right but now the thing's a little bit different mm-hmm. uh, and now it, it, that doesn't mean that if if mining is stopped in in the city in the city we will not suffer of course we will yeah. suffer but yeah. not in the same uh, proportion that we did in the past so the city has been growing and now we offer services in fact that's one of the reasons why we have a lot of latinos working here because oh, okay. many of our companies, they do business with Cuba, with Chile, Mexico, mm. Colombia, Peru, uh, Brazil, uh, all Latin America, all over the place. So, and, and Africa, obviously, because the, every place where you have mining industry, they, they are connected with us in here. And then in we'll kind of uh, having that language component, uh, the Spanish yeah. oh, language yeah. component. In, in fact, I, I know people who have been hired, in fact, just because they speak Spanish. Wow, we need a person who speaks Spanish <laughs> because our, our sector over there I mean, is in Spanish. Oh, uh, of course, hopefully they're co- competent as well. <laughs> of course, no wonder, right? But but they they need to know Spanish. Yeah, it's one yeah. of the requirements. So, so this is yeah. something that's important to have, right? And this is a great segue to kind of tell you about a student that I had uh, visit me on campus today, and uh, she came with her spouse. So she is the student. But she came with her spouse so that he could translate in English. And oh. uh, she's almost close to graduating. Uh, she's doing a two-year program graduating in April. And I was like, oh, um, very interesting. And I said, okay, if you are considering after you graduate, you're trying to find jobs and you know you want to improve your English language, but you still want to find a job. Um, I suggested the consulate because sometimes consulates have local staff, uh, right? The consulate that the country that she's from, um, that could be a good starting point just so that English is not a major factor. But this is really great to know that in Sudbury, there are, that there's, um, there's a need for Spanish speaking professionals, 
right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, it is it is an opportunity for them in here, uh, and, and in some sectors, especially in 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 mining. And very importantly, you have the rural immigration pilot program there. Right? Yes, that's part of the <laughs> that's part of the other thing that we have in here. But before we go into immigration, I want to mention yeah. one more thing about Sudbury. Yeah, something that we call significant job. Yeah. Uh, yes, you can find a job any place in the world. Actually, if you and I right now quit what we're doing and we ended up being in I don't know in Berlin, yeah, Germany tomorrow. We get a job in Berlin for for sure. We get a job a job in Berlin. Hopefully, but, yeah, but I don't speak in German though. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but yes, we, I understand uh, what you're saying. Me, yeah. We're gonna get a yeah. job over there. Yeah, but the question is, doing what? Yeah. So will that job will help us as a personal personally like feeling good what we're doing? Professional will help us, and eventually, can we become a Germany permanent resident or something? Yeah. So if those three questions are okay, then we can be okay in German. Yeah, but what truth. if that does, that's not a case? So needing a big C, that's one of the challenges. Is uh, and, and and please, I'm not trying to demonize living in a big city because it's beautiful to live in a big city. Like like if you, every time I go to Toronto, every time I, I see uh, Washington D.C. or Miami or New York, uh, well, this is impressive, right? Yeah. And yet living in there, you notice that okay, this is not. That easy, a little bit more complicated, and the life is more complicated, and it's not True. easy to find a significant job because many of the jobs that the students find, especially now, let's talk about the position of the jobs, the students they have a hard time to find a job over there because most of the jobs are part time. True. Yeah. And yeah. then you are competing with thousands and thousands of people. Absolutely. Which, which, when they think about Canada, they think about those five big cities. Yeah. It's like us which, moving to to England, yeah. just as that we're going to think about London. Yeah, yeah. Which is, uh, and that's very disheartening to me, honestly, because there's a lot of students that I see personally, and they just they're so stuck in GTA. And I'm like, Canada uh-huh. is huge. There is a need for people all across Canada, and I don't know when or how this mindset would change. Uh, maybe over time. Uh, maybe you have some ideas about that. You know, maybe come to uh, Sudbury and Cambrian. <laughs> yeah, in fact, in fact, it has been changing in the in the, in the recent years. And and, and then I want to, and then listen, I think it's time to introduce the rural immigration pilot program. Yeah, when when the immigration go immigration Canada introduced uh, this this program was uh, 2018 2019. Yeah, almost five years ago, and uh, it, it started putting uh, Sudbury in in the mind of the of the audience like the more and more students are paying attention to Sudbury and more and more students are moving to Sudbury to study plus yep. their families and, and and that's a benefit for them right and the 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 rural, the rural program helps uh um companies to get the right professional in, in yes. that profile right especially in trades and engineering but also in 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 business and hotel and tourism and things like that so you will find uh, professionals all over the place in here, and uh, every year is important. Last year, if I'm not mistaken, maybe I'm wrong, but last year in 2023, uh, Arnie uh, ended up bringing 527 or something uh, Im- immigrants plus their families. Oh wow! And for us, it's a lot. Yeah, I yeah. know that 527 people for Toronto—that's nothing. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, for yeah, us, true. it's a lot. Yeah. 
So yeah. that means that there's more and more candidates are coming. And by the way, remember back in 2021 when the Immigration Canada granted all these TRTPR yes, uh, yes, uh, uh, yeah. PRs? Well, guess what? Some of those students who became Canadian residents, uh, workers who became Canadian residents back on those days because of TRTPR, they stay in Sudbury. Great. That's so amazing. Even though they became yeah. Canadian residents, many of them stay in Sudbury because, you know what, yeah. this is the place I want to live. They, they, once, they, once, once you come to Sudbury, and uh, you 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 stay in the city and you live in the city. You, say, you know what? I really want to live here. I, uh, this is an option for me. And I, and it's like in any other place, is not for everybody. But people who come and eat and and enjoy the moment, embrace the city, they love it, and then they want and to stay here. Maybe that's a good uh, point to explore in terms of diversity. How have you seen the demographic change of Sudbury? Oh, in the oh last, I'm glad you asked that say, question. Let's say just yeah, in the last 10 years. <laughs> no, in fact, I, I just want to mention the supermarket. Yeah. I'm a Latino, right? Yeah. So in the first days I went to the supermarket here in, in Sudbury, it was okay. It wasn't like a wow. I didn't find the food that I eat. Yeah. Like I yeah. didn't find, I, I would put it very Latino. I didn't find tortillas. I didn't find uh, nothing, like nothing. I, I, yeah. I, I, the, the, nothing. Pretty much nothing. Like, what's, like you go what's, and, what's your favorite comfort food? <laughs> I just want to uh, quiz you for one minute. <laughs> okay, say it again. What is your favorite comfort food? Latino comfort food. Oh yeah, tacos obviously. <laughs> okay, tacos. I would say tacos. Oh, I'm glad and we, we eat something I'm in Latin America. Like in Honduras, we eat something called baleadas. Got it's it. Made got of, it. Uh, made of flour tortillas with beans and 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 cheese and cream. Pretty much that's what we eat. Okay. But those kind of things, what hard to find in here. Mm. But now if you go to the supermarket, you find everything. You got it. You're and missing nothing. And now with, with the with the Filipinos coming, with the mm. uh, Nigerian people coming, Vietnamese people coming, with the Korean people, now you find more things. Like the, 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 10 years ago, it was not like this. Yeah. So it changed just in the supermarket. You can see the, the huge difference, a huge difference with whatever happened in the past. I'm, I'm, I'm. Well, I'm really glad we kind of went into this path of talking about diversity of food, because I think that's the most common denominator with a lot of students coming into a city where they're considering. I like if they're thinking, oh, I don't know about Sudbury. It's not a Toronto. Right in Toronto, okay, yeah. everything, everything is available. Blah blah of blah. Of course, that I, I, we have to admit that we have to stay there. <laughs> yeah. in that fact, right? But I think a lot of people, or you know, let's say a lot of a lot of our listeners are outside Canada, trying to think about studying in Canada, exploring that option. Maybe this is a small key unlocking in their or a, a lock unlocking in their brain, <laughs> and you're given them yeah. the key, saying that yes, there, there is diversity of food in places like yeah. Sudbury as well because and, and of the if change. there's diversity of food, meaning that they, they have a market for that. Exactly. The, the only reason yeah. they say more tortillas, more corn, more, more whatever Latinos eat yeah. is because there is a market for that. Yeah. Okay. And what the point is like, um, there is a market for, 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 if there's a market for food, that means there are people coming, that True. The, the people eating that market. Eating that food, and the, the other thing is that uh, I, I, normally I talk to the um, the counselors of the of the high schools and elementary schools in here, the school boards, and they are they are super happy with the amount of Latinos 
and 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 African and Vietnamese and all the diversity students that we're bringing, because most of our students from Latin America, from uh, Filipino communities and, and Vietnamese and Korean and, and and Nigerian students and African students, they bring they come with their families. So yes. all these all these students, they come with the two years old, three years old, five years old, ten years, eleven years old, whatever teenagers they bring to the, the, the community. And now the the high schools and, and the elementary schools are full with diversity. Um, and, and and they're enjoying that moment that we are they're flourishing with diversity. And you will see in the schools now. And now I think this is it's a great point that you mentioned that. And I'm a little disheartened to say what I'm going to say now. <laughs> because We've had the announcement from IRCC. For the next two years, there's a cap, and there's going to be um, uh, uh, um, a stoppage or a closure of students who are going to be studying in a college to invite their family members or their spouses coming on an open work permit. I know this is it's it's probably going to take us on to a very uh, into a very disappointing mode. What kind of significant impact does this have for Sudbury for Cambrian, if you'd like to say that? Um, what are your thoughts on that? Well, um, I can't uh, make an opinion of what the I understand. Yeah, migration decided to do. I. I uh, if you ask me personally, I wish we had some time to to prepare for this. Yeah, it's not agree. the case. Dubai yeah. is not the case. I think that the the one of the one of the the sectors gonna suffer the 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 limitation of bringing uh, family members in, as a, as international student is gonna be like like the the boarding school the the, the schools the school boards <laughs> because. Uh, so they're going to miss those students big time. Yeah. The the other thing is that eventually um, there's going to be a, uh, the growth uh, in Sudbury will stop a little bit. They will, we will have a, some uh, some sort of plateau for a couple of years, and then we're going to keep growing. I I I have to think that I I want to think positively that, that exactly. the government is yeah. doing this because it's, it's it's for the best interest for everybody. Yeah. And 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 I want to think that these two years will help us to 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 improve things, to to keep uh, preparing ourselves for uh, a better system for international students. Yeah. I, I I which one I can one thing I can tell you about Sudbury uh, that let's say housing crisis that is in yeah. in Canada. Not only Canada, by the way, is yeah. also in the United States. You can feel it in 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 England too. Yes, you can see it everywhere. Um. Is there is 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 real, yes. so but in Sudbury for some reason uh, the scale or, or the or the proportion or, or the level of or housing crisis is lower. I'm not I'm not gonna say that it doesn't exist. It's still there, yeah, yeah. but in in less proportion than yeah. than, than in big cities. Uh, and then I think we were not suffering the same level uh, in big cities are suffering. Or uh, but I think. Uh, they will, this moment will help us to to be ready for the next step of the, uh, to be more prepared for this and then I think at the end of the day uh, 
Let's see what happens. So Let's I think see what's we, yeah. the industry has been uh, has been in some other challenges in the past with Absolutely, some other yeah. like like COVID nineteen. Um, we yes. survived that, and, and, and now I think this is just another 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 challenge. And that another challenge. That's where experience uh, comes in, especially uh, with you. You have seen a lot of uh, highs and lows. I'm I'm yeah. assuming over the. Uh, how many years have you been with Cambrian, for example? Yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be 10 years this this Yeah, June. so 10 years. So in 10 years, I'm sure you've seen a lot of the highs and lows. And at some point, you kind of probably figured that, okay, it's another challenge to be conquered, let's say. Yeah, right? you just need to live with this and, and yeah. embrace it and, 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 and be ready. And, and uh, change is going to be constant all the time. So, yeah. Uh, Nothing's gonna be uh, permanent uh, forever. Yeah, we just yeah. need to be ready for that. Um, and, and but the one thing I can tell you that Sudbury is a better city with international educated professionals. Sudbury Absolutely. is a better city yeah. with more diversity. Sudbury is gonna be better it, the more the more we grow with the diversity. I don't want our listeners to be disheartened just because of that particular factor. You know, it's still a great place. To study Canada is still a great place to receive your international education. It's a great place to experience life as an international student, make friends, um, mingle with different cultures, etc. Um, if I may pivot for a minute, again in terms of Sudbury, and I, I, I speak from personal experience, I have a friend of mine who moved to Sudbury to set up his startup. Right. And the city of Sudbury was great in helping him set up in funding, office space, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Do you see or do you see a lot of students uh, considering entrepreneurship after completing your program? I, I know we have the immigration piece things that uh, just let's keep it aside separately, but um, in your experience, how many students do you see getting into entrepreneurship um, after oh, completing many, many students. I don't have the data, but I can tell you that I, I, I can see that in the students. We have uh, students who open restaurants, uh, students who open cleaning companies, students who open uh, a small business. Uh, uh, you will see that. You can see it in here. Uh, other students are... Uh, are um, getting ready once uh, because we have to admit something the the immigration model that we have in Canada yeah. wasn't really encouraged for us to open a small business exactly yeah. there whatever the reason is we don't have it in that way you have to become Canadian resident premise working for somebody else yeah but once you become Canadian resident that's the moment it opens for another options right yeah so I, I can see that and I I, I, I see I have seen here, um, I would say, many uh, restaurants, uh, Latino restaurants, and and, and 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 Indian restaurants, and Chinese restaurants, Japanese restaurants. You will see it all over the place. Plus, um, also, you can see even grocery stores, like a very dedicated grocery store from, again, uh, Indian community, Latino community, and, and you see them. So people are opening business uh, related to their, their heritage and culture. 
and and is there. So uh, entrepreneurship is part of the their life in here, and I think eventually. Uh, the, uh, many of their students, they will set up their own businesses and, and they will help others to get jobs. And uh, is, is yeah. there, is there? Yeah. That's um, a good question, by the way. Yeah, I know, because it's, um, again, that's why I said, let's keep that immigration component aside because students who graduate, I think we are missing out, right? And we are missing out on a great number of opportunities. We are missing out on skills, talent, connections that international students bring in and can um, become a kind of ambassador between countries if they are becoming entrepreneurs, whether it's import-export, um, whether it's tourism, etc. Any opportunity that Canada can get to kind of expand the market to not just America as our customer, but worldwide, right? So I've always had this thought um, but of course, I'm not in any uh, position <laughs> to make powerful decisions like that. But I'm, I'm glad to get your insight. I think we wanted to get into a little bit about the Ontario nomination program and how it can be beneficial to students who are in Sudbury. Uh, thank you, Ashit, for that question. Uh, you know, it... it, uh, it I am glad you're asking that question because in this year, January 2nd, the Ontario nomination uh, program that is related to international student stream make a change, expanding the eligibility for international students who have completed one year graduate certificate from college. Uh, in the previous year, before, before January 2nd, 2024, uh, Immigration Ontario had this, this offer, but only if the program the, the student was taking uh, had a complete had a requirement of the completion of a degree from university, so as an like admission requirement. So if you didn't come from yeah. university, you couldn't take it. And then because of the requirement must be university level only. But now, yeah. any one year college program that grants an Ontario college graduate certificate will qualify as a certificate program eligible to Ontario nomination, a student international student stream. Amazing. And that is important for us. By the way, that is important for all the Ontario colleges, not only Cambrian yeah. College. I have to admit that. Uh, uh, however, yeah. there is another important factor about, about the Ontario nomination is that if you study in, in a city like Sudbury, and if you work in a city like Sudbury and live in a city like Sudbury, you have way more chances to become Canadian resident than a person who study, work, and live in, let's say, in Toronto. And by the way, yeah. notice that Ontario nomination is for students who are in Ontario. So if you study, work, and live in, I don't know, any other province, and you uh, you want to apply for Ontario nomination, it doesn't work for you. You have to be in yeah. Ontario. So I and, and I want to mention that because I, I just happened to receive a, um, a phone call at the beginning of this year Somebody in in another province realized about this, and the first question he asked me, "Okay, can I can I do that?" But then, but if you work in in in, I would mention the province anyway. I think Alberta, because the guy was in Alberta, was saying, "I what if I work in Alberta? I grew in Alberta, but I want to apply for Ontario nomination because I I promised to move to, to Ontario." I don't think it works that way. Yeah, 
yeah, to live in mm. Ontario, to study in Ontario, to work in Ontario, so you yeah. can apply in Ontario. And and in in fairness, Alberta also has a great nomination program. Yeah, yeah, they have their own. But I don't know why he's asking that question. I guess I guess he's here somebody and and social media or something in YouTube. I don't know where. And then the, the guy, the, the person came to me and said, "I want to know about this." And I said, "Well, you have to be in in Ontario." For this program, and by yeah. the way, I mentioned that to him. You know, you guys have a, 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 another program in there. One uh, while you apply for that, then, but then the point is like that. Some people might be interested in 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 using Ontario nomination, uh, uh, international student stream as an option. Most of the employers don't know much about the Ontario nomination. Yeah, and whatever you don't know, you don't want to get into involved into. Again, like if if you know yeah. if you if you are not aware of something, chances are you don't want to get involved. Uh, this is complicated. Yeah, I don't know anything about this. Do I need a lawyer? Whatever. So the employers don't don't not necessarily get in, engaged because you know what? I don't want to get into this. But then, uh, hopefully, there are immigration consultants that they know about this and they can guide the 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 candidates. Uh, you know what? This is an option for you. This is. Uh, and it's a good, I think I want to ask this question because we do this sometimes for our students where, uh, and again, I shouldn't say it's like a very constant thing we do. Uh, we do connect with employers when necessary to clarify some questions on behalf of our students, mm -hmm. right? Uh, clarify immigration questions. Uh, do you guys in Cambrian do that to just clarify with employers saying, you know, there is this possibility. Well, we do uh, mention. Remember, we, I am a researcher, so I, I don't get involved in, in PR processes. Yeah, yeah. we yeah. are yeah. allowed only to mention that there is some options. So, uh, and the moment that the uh, the employer comes to us or the student comes to us, I want to get more details about this. That's the moment we say, "Well, you have always the option to call Immigration Canada." Or more to yeah, hire yeah. a migration consultant because that would be a better option. But the, Absolutely. the fact that yeah. the Ontario Immigration is there help us to promote the the this the option as Sudbury is an option, by the way. And and then yeah. more and more students are paying attention to that because, well, that's an option for you. And 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 uh, please remember one thing, I should is the is the fact that Ontario Immigration costs one thousand five hundred dollars. Oh wow. Yeah, it's quite expensive. So that that <laughs> that if you when you apply for a school center, you don't have to pay for that. You just apply directly, and yeah, then yeah. you pay the, the the PR process, right? Yeah. But yeah. then for yeah. Ontario, yeah. you have to pay one thousand five hundred. So it's some money involved in there, but and yet uh, it's doable. Uh, and um, um, yeah. But then I think it's an option for us as another option that and and, and you can tell that immigration Canada and immigration Ontario are thinking about cities like Sudbury. Yeah. yeah. So by creating on uh, rural northern immigration pilot program, and then by making this Ontario nomination, uh, making giving more extra points, uh, extra points if you live in a study and work and live in cities like Sudbury. But I have to be clear: it's not yeah. only Sudbury. Um, cities like Sudbury, yeah. you you will get uh, uh, extra points. In fact, uh, in, in the Ontario nomination, you get I would say zero points. Just to give an idea. If you are living in, yeah. in, in, I want to give me a second. I want to show this myself. If you, if you, let's say, if you leave, um, if you have a job offer in, I would say in Toronto, you get zero, zero mm -hmm. points. 
if you get in GTA, yeah. Yeah. you get three points. But if you have the job yeah. offer in, let's say in Sudbury, you get 10 points. Oh, wow. Same happening. Yeah, very, study, very, very exciting. Yeah, for, if you study yeah. in, in Toronto, you get zero points. Yeah. If you study in, in GTA, you get three points. Yeah. But if you study in Sudbury, you get 10 points. Yeah. So very, very enticing. Yeah, and then, and then <laughs> obviously the other things are similar. Uh, the salaries and things like that are pretty much similar. Uh, and then, but then the fact that you have more points because you study and work and, and live in, in cities like Sudbury, then it's more attractive for some people to apply. And now with, yeah. the, with the elimination of the limitation of, of you have to have a, a, a graduate certificate that only has a, a, a bachelor degree requirement, with that, it opens the door for all of us. Absolutely, yeah. And that is, I think all those points and especially a certain demographic that will be very exciting rather than being in a bigger city like GTA, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, it will be more now, attractive for for many for many uh, people that say, "I have the I have the skills. I can work in this company for six months, and yeah. then I can make it, and that's it." Yeah, yeah. And that's opening up, like I said, you know, if it's um, a mature student, you know, that someone who is not in their early twenties, let's say or who is coming to Sudbury with a family and want to kind of settle down uh, in Sudbury, that's very exciting. Um, did you want to also go ahead and let our listeners know about the services you're offering or the programs that um, you're offering at Cambrian? Yes, I would just want to mention quickly that uh, in Cambrian College, we offer uh, many services. We have uh, international student advising and orientation we have a uh, department called Learning Center. That means that if, let's say, you have some challenges in math, in science, or biology, whatever, yeah. they they can give you a, a tutor for that, and and they'll help you to to figure out how to. Sometimes some students have some challenges to establish, uh, to to how to how to train, how to study, how to perform well in school. So we have the Learning Center for that. We also have the athletic center where we have varsity, intramural uh, sports and gym. We have a very nice gym, by the way. Um, yeah. <laughs> we have a pride center. Um, we have yeah. a women's resources center. We have a, a spiritual center. We have a place like a little church that where you can go and pray. Uh, we have a nice. many social networking activities and, 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 and things that you can find in, in the college all over the place. Plus, we have a career center. Yeah. The career center is very important because they help you to, to they they make you ready to 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 go to interviews. Uh, they have they have mock interviews for you. They review your resume. They train you to get a job, and they, it is easier in that way. And we have the largest career fair in or northern Ontario. By the way, we just happened to have it a, a week ago. It was full. It was packed, mm. and then we have that option. Plus another important thing that we have in the college, and I guess this is this is something that is uh, separate Canada from other countries, is like in the college system we da- we do have mm-hmm. a lot of research. Yes, if you think about countries like United States as a reference, uh, yeah. most of the research is done by universities. Exactly. Yeah. In Very Canada, 
in Canada is a little bit different. <laughs> we have a lot of research. And then we have a research and development center. We have, uh, just in our, our, in our college, uh, I think last time we were number 18 in Canada as a college center, which is very good. Wow. And most yeah. of the time we are yeah. top 50, but like a couple of years ago, a year ago, we were number 18th in terms of research and development. Wow. And um, this research department helped us to have a, a very good uh, industry network and engagement for the students. Um, some of those particular projects are paid. Some of those projects that students can do that. Some of them are not, but some of them are paid. We have the Center for Smart Mining. Again, remember, we have a mining city. And yep. <laughs> we are building our battery electric vehicle lab. Uh, and oh. uh, that means that, to, as, as you can imagine, the, um, the electric, bat, uh, electric vehicle they have some challenges in terms of the battery. We want the battery to last like many hours, right? And to be charged of, uh, faster. Mm. So we're working on that. Um, the government, uh, Ontario, I'm, I'm not, honestly, I don't recall if it was Ontario or the federal government gave us all funding to... Yeah. To create a battery electric vehicle lab, so we're going to have really? that in, in the in the in the near future, and oh, we have and a that's reference very in exciting the college. For... Yeah, absolutely, and that will I think that is kind of the the the, the key issue uh, in today's when we did talk about a little bit about the housing crisis and things like that. Residence is there. Resident, we have a residence, and we have we offer a very good, nice, uh, generous uh, scholarship for the student or bursary for the students to stay stay in residence for the first semester. In mm. a way, they they pay half price uh, so they can stay in the residence. That is oh, very wow. good for us. We that's why we, we we I can tell you that in terms of housing, we are not uh, we are we are not facing the same situation that uh, other institutions or other cities are suffering. I'm not telling you that we don't yeah. have that challenge. We, we do have the challenge, but it's yeah. not in the same yeah. proportion. As, uh, in fact, I think I we understand. are okay. I would say Absolutely. we are okay in that sense. Yeah, And we have yeah. many yeah. around our, our, our college, we have many uh, in walking distance. We have a lot of retails and pharmacies, groceries, uh, fast food, restaurants, entertainment, movies, everything that, everything that you need that you can have uh, um, yeah. enough uh, life uh, to study and, and live and, and have fun and educate yourself that we have it in the around the city, around the college. So we are okay in that sense. Amazing. Amazing. Um, thank you, Marlon, for your time. Um, I, I think I took a lot of time from you today. I mean, over the course of the recording, obviously. Okay. I know when people listen to it, they'll think, oh, wow, that was done so fast. <laughs> um, but um, any final parting thoughts for listeners who are interested in studying in Canada overall um, from your experience being in multiple countries, working in multiple countries? Um, what's your takeaway for listeners interested in studying in Canada, whether it's, I know we, uh, you know, the, the reason to start this podcast is to give a perspective from different practitioners about international education. And uh, like I said, you know, we are, uh, you know, uh, we are uh, uh, a lot of times, I mean, I know you're in recruitment, but for someone like me, I'll have a blinder saying, okay, it's just, you know, I just talk about immigration and I don't want it to be just about that, right? Yeah. So any parting thoughts on well, uh, uh, whether it's culture, whether it's 
you know anything yeah, yeah okay good. sorry <laughs> thank you i should uh, i think uh canada is um uh, there I, i saw many years ago i saw this slide that says canada is the new american dream and uh mm -hmm. canada is there like mm -hmm. uh, making a wink to anybody who wants to move from their country to another country canada is a beautiful place their people is super super nice and yes have some challenges like 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 any other country right now situations all over the world are not that easy and yet um i think canada is a wonderful place to stay and visit and uh, and have fun You can see Niagara Falls, you can see uh, Ottawa, you can see Toronto, you can see Banff. Banff is the most, one, uh, to my taste, one of the most beautiful places I've ever seen in my whole life. Yeah. And uh, you can see Vancouver, you can come to Sudbury and see the, the Big Nickel. And, and there's so many things to do that you can have fun yes. in, in Canada for sure. In terms of uh, food, that, as I mentioned before, there's it's there. Like you're yep. not you're not gonna miss anything. <laughs> yes, I have to admit that it's not as as affordable as in your own country. You have to you have to start thinking about that. And, and then that there's an option uh, in in that sense. At least you have the option to have uh, the same food that you have. And also, Canada is still a, a country that is welcoming welcome you uh, welcoming you to come to Canada, stay in Canada to bring your family and 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 this uh, situation that we have right now with in terms of students and their family it, it just it's yeah, just yeah, uh, one yeah. little uh, step that we have to take but i think uh, at the long run uh, canada will be the place for you and and i hope you can come and, and join us here in canada and, and bring your family and um, come to live in canada with us great thank you so much marlon for your time Uh, it's truly an honor to have you here today and thank you so like really thank you for your time uh, I know you're really busy and uh, I, I really appreciate you reaching out and I know listeners don't realize this but we are recording quite late uh, in the night and uh, I really cannot thank you enough thank you so much Marlon no, thank you uh, thank you uh, good night or good morning or I don't know good day any place you are wherever you are And welcome to Canada when you come. That is it for this episode of Edu Talks Canada. All episodes are produced by Achuth Kesavan and TG Kutamparor. Opening theme song by Rex Banner, Goals. Be sure you subscribe to your favorite podcast platform and leave a review.